Hi everyone, this is Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy and I am Blanche Devereaux and welcome to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your returning visit, welcome back. I'm happy that you're here. Um, This has been a fantastic week and we're going to talk and have some fun here today because I got to get this shit out. It's been on my mind. Um, So today's episode is going to be tons of fun. Before we get started, like always, you guys can reach out to me. And first, hang on, because I'm about to go into a rant and say like always, but no, not yet. There is a Facebook page for Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. And thank you to everyone who has reached out, liking the page, following the page. Whatever you're doing, I truly appreciate it. Because I was like, wait, a page? What the fuck do I need a page for? And now I realize it it condenses everything. Because trying to do all of this from my standard Facebook page, my Instagram page or stuff, my personal stuff is getting mixed up with the show. And it's like, wait, hang on. We gotta stop. But thank you guys for tuning in. I'm very happy that you're listening today. Um, If you want to interact with the show in any way, shape, or form, as far as commentary, you have topics you would like for me to talk about, you want my advice on a subject, I am not a medical professional, so I may give you advice that will fuck up your life. That is my disclaimer. That's that fast-speaking man at the end of those drug commercials. But I will still give you advice. I'm just going to say be careful with how you use it because it may not fit your situation perfectly. Um, But if you do want to interact with the show, message me on the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy page on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Anchor. You can find me there just looking up Lifestyle of the Gay Black Boy or look for Andrew Shepard. Um, you will find me that way on on something else. I, I'm sorry, guys. I forgot what I was going to say there. But uh, you can also reach out to me by email. And the email for the show is lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle. G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. And I will keep you anonymous if you would like to be anonymous or if you would like to have your name said, I'm okay with it because some people want all of the smoke. If you want me to talk about an issue where you know you're upset at somebody and you're like, I don't care if they know that I'm the person who said it, I got you. I will not back you up in the fight though. I'm going to tell you that right now. I do not want to fight. I don't like being hurt and I don't like getting hurt by other people to just be more specific. So I won't help you do the fight, but I'll watch it. Post that bitch on Worldstar. I got you. But if you want to contribute, feel free to contribute. I would appreciate it. And before we do get started, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has been listening and does listen. We've officially reached 1,500 listeners, and I didn't expect that. Um, Every little milestone, I'm going to celebrate. And if you don't like the celebration, I'm sorry. This is something I just have to love. You guys make this possible for me. So the fact that you make it possible is even pushing me even more. If you do like the show, I only ask that you share it with your friends, with your family, people who are over 18 years of age. Share it with the homeless person on the street after getting them a sandwich or something. 
Um, share it with your local congressman because a lot of times they need to at least hear something that's other than that guy talking. So share it. And if you can, give me a rating. Those are the two things that I just ask. And I truly appreciate it. So how about we get this started? Let's get this started today. Let's get this shit show on the road, y'all. So uh, today's episode is going to be called Gay, Black, and Weird. And Gay, Black, and Weird, it's a title that I came up with that is going to come up on more than just one episode. Um, Some people saw my Facebook video that I posted and I posted on a couple of other things. I think it's even on Instagram on my story uh, about my message for Mondays and how Monday was just fucking up this week. Monday sucked this week, y'all. Tuesday blowed. Wednesday was not bad. And Thursday was, you know what? It was just fine. That'll do. Thursday did pretty good. But the beginning of the week wasn't that fun. And when I have weeks that are like that, because we'll all have weeks where Monday is just, ugh, it's the worst of the worst. Mondays sometimes is just like you fell into a pit full of needles and then people are standing above you dumping vinegar on you. I don't know if it would hurt, but I just know that it's disgusting and smells incredibly bad. That's how Mondays can be sometimes. So when I have a week that's like that, where Monday's shitty, Tuesday isn't much better, Wednesday is just like, what the fuck? And Thursday's like, huh, okay. I can go sit down and talk to the wall. I do something that helps me feel better. It helps me cope. It's actually just a very immediate stress relief and it helps turn off my brain. And what I do is I go look at weird and strange news. I will find websites, periodicals, books, whatever I have to find. I don't even care if it's current news, just weird news. News where it's like, I didn't know that could happen. Most people will be like, they didn't know what that was. Or even something to just make you laugh. And it's worth it. It's worth it, y'all. Go check it out. Check out some weird news. Um, some of the great places that I like to find weird news from are the Huffington Post. Um, IPA is another website. The Associated Press has tons of them. Even CNN has stuff. You can go to Fox News. They even have a weird news section. I mean, weird news doesn't really draw along party lines. And you may not be a Fox News subscriber. You may not be a CNN subscriber. That's okay. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Just find something weird. Weird stuff is actually pretty good to laugh at. So let's talk about some weird news. I'm going to bring up some weird news that we've got going on, and I love it. But of course, we're going to start with our quote of the day, and our quote of the day comes from the weird, weird world and mind of Dr. Seuss. The quote is, I am weird. You are weird. Everyone in this world is weird. One day, two people come together in mutual weirdness and fall in love going to be our quote for the day. (laughs) Being weird is not a bad thing. It really is not. Um, 
I have one friend, she always tells me not to call myself weird because she sees weird as more of a negative statement. And that's understandable, it's okay. Not bashing her for it. It's okay to see a word as something negative because we all relate to things differently. But when I think of weird, I don't think of anything negative. I think of me just being me in the essence of me. I am a weird fucking person. I am. I don't do things that would be considered the norm. I don't like the norm. And being weird just is fun. It is. Um, and even when I was in Texas, my favorite place to go was Austin. And Austin's city, city motto is come get weird with us. You know what? Anybody who says come get weird with us or come get weird with me, you know, we can be friends. I can't promise that I will meet you in person. Um, That's different than just being weird because I don't know the extent of your weirdness and I don't know if your weirdness needs a safety word. PSA for a moment, if your weirdness does need a safety word, we need to have far more than just one month of conversation before we meet. Just a little baseline there. (laughs) So, being weird embrace it enjoy it if you think you're weird that's okay if people call you weird that's okay because your weirdness is going to make something beautiful um so let's start off with some of these news posts that i saw that a couple of them just blew my mind so one and you may have seen it on my social media i posted a picture of this um if you haven't seen it it should still be up there but Our first weird story, it actually comes from Ventura County, California, in the city of Moore Park. So the Huffington Post, which was verified by the Associated Press, reported that a big rig driver was driving his truck and he tried to use a fake license plate to make it look legitimate. The license plate itself was in the colors of the 1960s California license plate, which was black and yellow, which I think might be kind of cool. Black license plates with different colors, I'm all about it. If I could get a black license plate with fluorescent green colors, sold. Don't care what state you're in, I'm, well, no, 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 we're not gonna qualify that. Cause I can't say it doesn't matter what state. I'm gonna say this. As long as you're a state that I agree with for my own safety and everybody else's, I will move to your state if you have a fluorescent green and black license plate. Um, But this big rig driver was using a fake license plate and his license plate, if you've seen the picture online or on one of the socials anywhere, this license plate, I want to be under the impression that this man may be was partially blind or had some kind of developmental disability or there there has to be something behind it because there's no way that anybody in their right mind would think that this license plate would pass. So the license plate itself again was in black and yellow. On the license plate, it did not read California. It said Califas, C-A-L-I, F-A-S. Califas. Let that sink in for a moment because California 
does not have an S in it anywhere. So the license plate on the top of it said Califas. And it looked like it was made of Play-Doh. Or if you have ever made a pizza and you're tossing the pizza dough in the air, it kind of looked like the pizza dough for someone who has never tossed pizza successfully in their life. It was oblong and weirdly shaped. And this Play-Doh license plate was slapped on the back of an 18-wheeler. And this guy was driving. So, of course, the police end up seeing this and they pull him over. So, when the police pull him over, they arrest him because they said he was driving under the influence. And they actually towed away the big rig because it was unsafe to drive. So, when I saw this story, I didn't know how to react because I'm like... No, there's no way that someone would do that. There is no way that you would do this. Like, if you're going to make a counterfeit license plate, I would at least prefer go on Google, print out the piece of paper, and color it in, at least with some markers. That would have looked more believable than this license plate that this man was trying to pass off as real. And when you see the picture, if you're like me, I died laughing It was ridiculous. This license plate, (laughs) this license plate literally looked like somebody took a piece of Play-Doh, punched it a couple of times, carved in a couple of letters, and then just put in some yellow Play-Doh to fill in those voids. And it just looks terrible. Apparently he thought it would pass. It did not. He's arrested and the truck did not make its delivery. I laughed. I died hysterically. And I hope you guys will too. I don't get what happens in people's minds these days, but you know what? I can't even talk because I've done done dumb shit driving, just to be quite honest. Um, When I first was learning to drive, and this was before I even had my license, and I was in my first apartment, I listened to somebody who said, oh, you can drive on your learner's permit as long as you're going to and from work. I didn't fact check it. I didn't look to see. I did not take any measures to protect myself in this. I just said, oh, okay, that that shit's it. Let's go. I'm going to drive to work. I'm good. So the car I was driving was already a police magnet by itself. Black car, lowered. It was an, an Acura Integra is what it was. And the muffler was super loud, looked like a racing car, tinted out the ass nobody could see inside it was not the car that i should have been driving especially without a license i was literally a moving target for the police so i ended up getting pulled over one night and this is literally uh and i keep saying literally geez i'm not gonna say it anymore but this is a couple of days before my actual road test to get my driver's license It's snowing out, I'm leaving work, and a police officer pulls me over. And I had just dropped off a friend from work, and I'm just trying to go home. So the police officer pulls me over, comes up to the car, does the whole police officer shit of, oh, do you know I pulled you over? No, I have no fucking clue. If I knew, I wouldn't have been getting pulled over. And then he explains, well, it tends to too dark, your license plate came off the back of the car, your car's muffler is too loud and there was damage to one of the headlights. Like this car was pretty much beat to hell. 
And uh, so I'm like, okay. Well, I'm like, I'm just trying to get home from work. That's all I'm trying to do. And so he's like, well, can I see your license? So then, of course, I hand him my learner's permit. And then he says, well, you don't have a license? And I'm like, well, I thought I could drive on this to go back and forth to work. And, of course, he shakes his head. No, you can't do that. A lot of people believe that, but it is not true. There's nothing true about that. So, of course, I'm like, well, here you go. So he takes my license, goes back to his car. And then he comes up to my car window. And when he gets to my car window, he has a motherfucking scroll of tickets. Like, this amount of tickets could be used to wipe an elephant's butt after it takes a dump. Like, that's how many tickets there were there. Six in total. And oh my gosh. I didn't even say anything. I just took the tickets and I drove home. And it was literally the worst experience. I just said literally again, damn it. But it was a worst, it was probably the worst experience that I had ever had up in my life to that point. So, Plato, license plate guy, a lot of us do weird and dumb shit when we're driving. Just don't make yourself a target again. Please don't do that. <laughs> so, the next story that I did find, this one came from Slidell, Louisiana. And I love the name. I've never been there. But this is actually more common than a lot of people think. So let's talk about it. So in Slidell, the police department of Slidell went to Twitter and they made a Twitter post. And their Twitter post was in response to somebody calling 911 for their services. This person called 911 because the local Taco Bell ran out of taco shells. The Taco Bell did not have soft or hard shell tacos, and this individual was very, very upset. They were spicy because they didn't get their tacos. So the police department posted on Twitter, and I'm going to paraphrase the tweet, um, that calling 911 because Taco Bell has run out of taco shells is not a police matter. Let's just hope that they will fix this by Taco Tuesday. (laughs) So, first thing, if Taco Bell runs out of tacos, is it just called Bell at that point? Like, I just want to know, did they change the restaurant name for a couple hours until they had more taco shells? What could have happened? But... Calling 911 because a restaurant does not have taco shells. How do you sleep with yourself with that one? I just don't think I could do it, but then I am also biased because I used to work for 911. Um, so it's just weird. I don't get it. But at that moment, when you're hungry, that is a true emergency. When you're hungry, you will plow through a line of people to eat. So I'm assuming that this individual was very, very hungry and upset that they could not have that crispy or soft, flowery goodness of a taco wrapping around whatever feelings they had. According to the police department, you should not be calling 911. I will support that with them. Do not call 911 for a taco shell. It's just not good. 
Now, because I used to work for 911, there have been other incidences that I am very aware of that people call 911 for when it's not an emergency situation. One example, if you guys remember, and this was years ago, KFC came out with their Kentucky Baked Chicken more healthy substitute as opposed to their Kentucky Fried Chicken. And Oprah, lover, Queen Oprah, decided to, you know, do like a a promotion for the baked chicken. And she gave out these uh, coupons on the website and everybody could get a coupon to redeem their one free order of Kentucky Baked Chicken. When the coupons went into effect... Kentucky Fried Chicken, KFC, the restaurant, was not prepared all over the United States for this influx of people coming to get their free chicken. Now, before I go further, side note here, chicken is universal and everybody loves some kind of chicken. Unless you're vegan, you may not be into chicken or vegetarian. Maybe you're just not into chicken. It's okay. But... Fried chicken, baked chicken, steamed chicken, grilled chicken, chicken, chicken. Everybody loves chicken. I mean, say chicken. It's fun to say chicken. So when the chicken ran out, there were, of course, massive amounts of people in the drive through lines, in the stores, upset that they couldn't redeem their coupon to get their free chicken. So they started calling 911. Now they called, and this was all over the United States. This was just not one place. And they were upset that KFC could not fulfill their desire for chicken. It's upsetting, I know. It's very angry when you're hungry and your stomach has literally latched on to the back of your spine and is saying, look, girl, Feed me, put something of sustenance into me, not just water and not just rum and not just weed or marijuana or the devil's lettuce, whatever you like to call it. Put some actual food in me. I'm going to imagine that this is how those people felt and that's why they called 911 because it was a good amount of people. We're not talking about one or two here or there. It was a good amount of people. I hope that that's what it is because calling 911 for chicken is just not worth it. Now, in my own town here in upstate New York, it has happened where our Popeyes ran out of chicken and people called 911 on Popeyes because Popeyes ran out of chicken. Now, there's only one Popeyes in our area within, I think, almost a 15 or 20 mile radius. I may be wrong, so if I am, please correct me. But I know that the next Popeyes was not close. It was at least a 30 minute drive. So people who went to that Popeyes were very upset. They couldn't get their chicken. I understand it. But just don't call 911. Now, the part that kind of bothered me when I saw these initial stories with restaurants running out of food and people calling 911 because of it, a lot of those people who were calling 911 were saying, how am I going to feed my children? How am I going to feed my family? If you're in the case that you have a free voucher for food, okay, maybe that was the only thing that you had to hold you over to that moment. If that's the case, I can understand that panic, frustration, and anger. But if you were just going to Popeye's on a whim, or you were just going to 
Taco Bell on a whim to get a taco. You didn't have other ways to feed yourself. I'm a little confused on that one. So I hope that you do, but I don't know. But it just feels to me that you would plan out things a little bit better so that way you're not relying on a restaurant to supply you food as opposed to at least having something to back up yourself. I mean, I don't like to cook. I can cook, but I don't like cooking. It's stupid. So most of my meals, most of my nutrients comes from Grubhub, from some fucking restaurant that's just like, oh, boop, there we go. Well, we're going to go ahead and give you this today. And I'm okay with it. But I know at the times where maybe I can't order from Grubhub for whatever reason, I have something in my refrigerator to at least eat. So that way I'm not saying that how am I going to feed myself because I can't go to these people. I think that's at least something to have in place. I hope that people learn from it. But just don't call 911 because the restaurant ran out of food. That's like calling 911 on a strip club because the stripper will not strip without being tipped. I don't think any of those things are similar or close to each other in any other way. I actually don't know why I said that, but it kind of worked at the moment. (laughs) All right. So another post that I saw, and this came from the Associated Press in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, In Phoenix, Arizona, the U.S. Air Force decided to release a statement to apologize about Kim or contrails that were left in the air after a F-35 jet flew. Um, now, if you're not familiar with a Kim or contrail is, Kim trail is kind of the deep state turn or uh, conspiracy theory term that If you've ever looked up in the sky and you see these streaks of what looks like almost clouds in a straight line or steam building in the air, and it always appears after like a military fighter jet flies by, chemtrails is the term that people will use to say that these are chemicals that are being sprayed in the air to change our atmosphere or weather or cause weather phenomena around the world. I don't know how true it is. I can't say that I believe in it because I don't have enough information, but I do know what a chemtrail is, at least what that term refers to. A contrail is what that's actually called by the military and established military entities, that this is just the disturbance of the air, I think is what it is, and also water droplets that create the uh, clouds that we see after a fighter jet flies by. So in Arizona, in Phoenix, there were a couple of U.S. Air Force F-35s that were flying around in the air, and their trail created what looked like a giant penis in the air. And if you happen to see this uh, picture, it does look like a dick. It has balls, it has a shaft, it has a head, it looks like a penis. Now, I feel that these men who were flying their uh, F-35s wanted to have some fun. They wanted to just put a big old dick in the sky. Okay, Uh, you know, a cloudy dick. If that's what they want to do, I don't see the offensiveness to it. But there were people in the community who did see the offensiveness. A couple of parents wrote in to local news stations. They contacted other people. They contacted the military. And I guess that the contact became so massive that the military did release a statement. Now, you can find the statement online. Literally, all you have to... I just said it again. Ugh. I'm going to have to get a counter or a ding or something. I'm tired of saying the word literally. 
But uh, you can write in to somebody in your government or your local government, let's say it that way, if you want to express your feelings about it because people did. People were upset that this big old cloudy penis was up in the sky and they're just like, nope, that's too far. That is too far. How dare you put a phallic symbol in the sky with clouds? Terrible. So the military did release, well, the Air Force did release a statement. You can check it out online. Just Google U.S. Air Force draws penis. It'll come right up. I'm telling you, you will not get any weird porn or something like that. And I didn't search for that initially. I just actually searched weird news and boom, cloud penis popped up in my feed. So uh, it's something that I just think is fun to look at. You know, I laughed reading the story. I would have laughed going outside. I wish that I could fly in a plane and do that, but unfortunately, I cannot. So, it's different. Um, What we're going to do right now, I am going to take a small little break from the show, and we'll be right back. Uh, um, And this was another one that came from the Huffington Post, and it was verified by the Associated Press. And this has to do with Easter Island. Now, if you're not familiar with Easter Island, it is an island that is no longer inhabited, but people lived there in the past, and it is a historical site. Um, It's beautiful. I have never been, but I want to go in my life. Now, on Easter Island, which is known by the name Easter Island, but the actual official name is Rapa Nui, um, there are giant statues called the Moai. And these statues look like a human's head with their native garb on. And I don't know the full detail of what they actually represent. I don't, and I hate to say it, I'm ignorant on that fact. Definitely something I want to learn more of. But they are historical, they are religious, they are a uh, icon. They are part of a heritage of people who are still alive to this day, even though they don't live on the island, and they want to keep them around. So the story that I ended up reading, this was about tourism to Easter Island. And it skyrocketed from in the 80s when there was maybe about 2,500 people to now more than 150,000 people going to this island to see it, to see the Moai that are there. And what these tourists are doing is that they are damaging the statues. And they're damaging the statues because if you can imagine this giant head that is at least seven feet tall and even bigger, They are going up to them and making it look like they're picking the nose of the statue. People are climbing on it. People are standing by it with their finger touching up the nose and, you know, very forceful. And what they're doing is they're damaging the statues. Now, you can search these pictures yourself if you want to see them. There are a plethora of them online. But the tourists are climbing on the statues, touching them, leaning against them. A lot of stuff that they're doing to them. Every little touch that you do to the statue that has been around far longer than you have been alive is damaging it. A lot of these statues are at least 100 years old and more. And they are made of stone. They have not been replicated. This is the original stone that was uh, 
quarried from the island itself. So the stone does end up being fragile. And then after a while, you know, I mean, humans, we carry around germs and oils and all kinds of crap on our hands, our bodies. So that's starting to break down the statues. Now, it's not damage that is immediately noticeable. It's not damage where it's like, well, these none of them look like they used to. But every person who keeps doing it is damaging them more. I have an affinity for art. I love art. I love artifacts and ancient history. And it's just not okay that people are doing this. It's not. Fix your shit, people, because you're really destroying monuments. You're destroying beautiful things. You're destroying parts of people's culture. This is the one time that I feel I do have to get on a soapbox because you're destroying something that is beautiful to this world. And this is weird news. And to me, it's weird because I, as a person, I'm not going to walk up to the Mona Lisa and pretend I'm picking its nose. I'm not going to go to the Statue of David and start humping its leg. So... If you wouldn't do that with those things, why the hell would you do it with an Easter Island statue? It's all the same. It's a religious artifact. It's something that's beautiful. It's history. It's older than you are. You should be calling that thing sir or ma'am, not touching it. That's that's how I feel about it. I don't understand why people do it, but the actual people who are in charge of preserving this historical site will hopefully create some kind of plan or, hey, laws to say, if you touch this, you're going to jail. You're not going to American jail. You're going to go to our jail. I'm not saying the American jail is better than their jail, but you will not be around people who are Native Americans. Well, not Native Americans, just Americans. You won't be around them. You're going to be isolated. Put them in quarantine for at least 75 days. They'll learn not to touch a damn statue again. I mean, just imagine if you go to a church and let's say they have a wooden figure of Jesus on the cross. Is it appropriate to walk up to that statue and touch it and rub it or pick its nose or try to climb on top of it? No, the church would have you beat down in a way that you never expected. What'll happen is I imagine the pastor dives off the pulpit and starts stomping you out and then the choir comes out and they squat up and they're ready to fight and they start beating on you. It, it, it won't look out good. So please don't go to Easter Island doing that. Okay, enough with my soapbox. But not done with churches just yet. So one story that I did see, and it's one that I thought was awesome. This was reported from the Calvary Fellowship Church in Miramar. Um, I forgot to get the state. I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, no, I didn't. In Miramar, Florida. So in Florida, at the Calvary Fellowship Church, someone spotted a man on the roof with a power washer cleaning the roof of the church. That's not weird just yet. The thing that made it weird is that this man was in a Spider-Man costume. And if you happen to see the picture of it, that costume was spot on. He looked pretty damn good in it. But the guy 
was on top of the church with the power washer dressed as Spider-Man with no safety equipment whatsoever. Could have fell, slipped, and his spidey sense would have just said, you were about to die. (laughs) And there's no way he probably would have lived from that fall. So the guy who's recording, of course, put the video on the socials and people had reactions to it. And I don't read the comments. I'm just not here for it. It's stupid. So if you do want to check them out, the post is on all of the socials. Just search Spider-Man cleaning roof. You'll see the video. It's actually pretty hilarious. This guy's up there just going to town on this roof dressed as Spider-Man. Like it's every single day. Like, oh, Mary Jane's good. And Dr. Octopus, I don't have to worry about you today. So I'm going to go out and clean this roof. That's how it looks. I love it. Um, The story put a smile on my face. And one of the best parts about the story. So in this day and age, we are all about recording things, posting things online. And then some people feel entitled to the point where after they record somebody doing something, they can go up to and talk to this person. Now, this guy, I didn't see that part of the video because I just stopped watching after dying watching Spider-Man. But I guess he asked this man as to why he had on the Spider-Man suit. And the man gave him no explanation. Kind of just was like, I don't have time for this girl. Go talk to somebody else. I'm Spider-Man. Loved it. (laughs) I thought it was very, very great all about it. So, one more story that I did come across that I thought was pretty cool and weird in a way because I didn't know that this happens. This was reported by the National Weather Service and it was also made by the Associated Press. Um, And this was last week. They reported that their radar had a very strange thing happen. And what happened is that there was a swarm of ladybugs that was so large, it appeared on their radar as a giant moving mass. And almost, if you look at it, um, you can just search National Weather Ladybugs and it will come right up. Um, It kind of looks like a weird misshapen hurricane that's bright green. And I thought it was super cool to look at. It was pretty awesome. But... This group of ladybugs were so massive that they appeared on the radar, and it's not the only time it's ever happened in history. They actually have a term for it. It's called a ladybug plume. Ladybug plume. Ladybug plume. That sounds like a very disgusting drink or a very good cover band. That's what that kind of sounds like to me. Like, I feel like they would do a lot of Queen. And if it was a drink, it would be like dishwater mixed with licorice topped off by a burnt marshmallow. That's what I feel like it would be. But these plumes have not happened just once. They happen a lot of times, especially during the mating season for ladybugs and beetles because beetles actually do it a lot more than ladybugs do they actually gather in these massive groups so big that radar picks up on them so this group of ladybugs they don't know the species the guess is that it's called the lady beetle where it's actually a ladybug but it does more resemble a beetle with the pinchers and the carapace on the outside it's a lot stronger than a ladybug says so that's what they assumed it was. Of course, the actual 
plume dissipated after a while. You know, I guess everybody got what they came for and just said, okay, bye. Um, See you next week. Something like that. I think it's cool. It was very, very weird to weird, very, very weird to read, but interesting. So that is a lot of the weird news that I ran into just in my period of anger and frustration with the week. So that way I could have something to put a smile on my face. It, I can't stress it enough. When you're having a bad week, it's always good to find something that is your relief. Your bad, and not even if it's just a bad week. If it's a bad day, a bad moment, a bad month, something out there can at least put a smile on your face, even if it's temporary. And when you're having a bad week, if you have a therapist, talk to them. That's what they're there for. Um, they're not paying me to say this, but Talkspace, if you haven't heard of the app, talk space it is amazing they recommend a lot of great things as far as therapy you can get a therapist that you can message by text email video message you can do video chats with them on the phone you can just call and talk and these are licensed therapists these are not just like oh hey i read the back of a cereal box and it said think positive today and i'm a therapist no these are people who you can trust and you can shop around for a therapist on there. I mean, it helped me get in contact with my therapist now. Um, you know, I started using Talkspace talking remotely. And then after talking remotely, I got recommendations and even started looking more actively on my own for therapists in my area. I still use Talkspace because there are those moments where I can't schedule an appointment. It's just like, okay, bullshit. I need to talk to somebody right now. That person in front of me just bit a marshmallow instead of putting the whole thing in their mouth and my anxiety is through the roof. That is what can happen. But uh, it's a great source. It's great to use. And then sometimes self-soothing in a constructive and positive way are always good. Reading weird news, it sparks something in me that at least says, okay, maybe the world didn't work out the way I thought it was going to work out today, and I'm okay with that because it didn't work out the way people thought it would work for the people in these news stories, or even something that's positive where it's like, okay, this was just fucking weird, but you know what? It worked out in a way that made me smile. And sometimes that smile can get you through that hard, hard moment. Um, So I hope you guys do check out some things. Some great places that I like to find my weird news from. Again, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, um, the Associated Press, Huffington Post, Reuters. All these news sources that are out there. And... When it comes to weird news like this, you can fact check and sometimes you don't need to fact check. Sometimes you just want to read something that's light. And I listen to the news, watch the news, read the news on a daily basis. And quite frankly, I'm just tired of seeing bad hair, orange people, and just flat out fucking liars on the news. It wears on you. And weird news helps change it up um you know on the past episode where i talked about 
what you put in your body and wellness, news is kind of the same way. While yes, it is important that we know what's going on in our world and we understand the world that is around us, sometimes you have to take a break from it. Take a minute to just gather yourself and go do something else because that negativity that you feel that can come from the White House, the Supreme Court, Congress, the Senate, your local establishments, Applebee's, KFC, all those places, that shit gets into you after a while. After a while, you find yourself thinking about it. You didn't even realize you were thinking about it. So take a minute take a breather from it. Put something else in your head. Put something else in front of you. Enjoy something that you'll enjoy. And it's really good. Um, So, I mean, that's really all I have to say about that. Now, today I do not have a listener's lifestyle section. And it's because I'm going to have a little bit of a rant. Um, And this whole podcast has probably been a rant. You know, I understand it. If you don't like my rants, it's okay. Um, But this is going to be about a situation that I saw on the Monday of a complete infuriation that I had. And this happened while I was on my way home waiting for my bus to get home. I'm at our local bus station and there's always a lot of people in there, young, older, a lot of times they're school-age kids. Like, not school-ages preschoolers or mm, elementary, like high schoolers getting home, whatever. So I get to the bus station. I'm waiting at the terminal to catch my bus to go home. And I'm just sitting back, leaning against the rail, facing the people who are walking throughout the actual station. I've got headphones on, so I can't hear anything, but of course I can see. A girl walks up and she maybe, I want to say, is 18 to 21. Very young. Um, She's got on a cute little outfit. And I'm not even going to say a girl. She was a woman. She definitely was a woman. Um, And freaking beautiful. Beautiful woman. The outfit she had on, it was a short pair of shorts and a halter top. I think it was actually a romper. I think it was all one piece. And she had a denim jacket over it. It was very cute. She was dressed for the summer. Um, She's standing at the gate where I'm standing, waiting for the bus. And she's maybe a couple feet away from me and just waiting. So these two guys walk past and they go the opposite direction. And then they come back. Now, when they come back, they're staring at this girl, looking at her in a very sexual way. Um, You know, looking her up and down. And I couldn't hear what they were saying, but they were talking to each other. And as they walk past this woman, one of the guys pretends to fall in her, but leans into her in a way where he, his shoulder hits her back, but his hand grabs her butt. And she immediately turns around and is like, don't fucking touch me. You know, she and me, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Get away from me. And she was saying more. And I heard the don't touch me because she said it very loud. Pretty much shouted it at this guy. Um, 
And then I'm watching them and I stop my music at this point. I hear the one guy say, oh, no, it's okay, it's okay. You know, you're really beautiful. I want to talk to you. And then his friend who's standing next to him tries to charm in of, oh, no, it's fine. And she says, don't fucking touch me. Leave me alone. And she turns around and walks closer to the actual door of the gate to get some distance between her and these guys. So then the guys, they make these faces and I think one of them called her a bitch or something and then walked away. So my rant has to go to these two guys. First, keep your hands to yourself. Let's just talk about the fact that the two of you looked like that you got beat with an ugly stick, but outside of the beating of the ugly stick, you were already ugly as shit to begin with. On top of that, the two of you were so fucking stupid that you thought it would be okay to grab somebody's ass as you walk by, pretending to fall in them in a bus station full of people in the plain view of the public. You are stupid. Straight stupid. Like, if you were dumb and dumb had a rating, you would have a rating of 3 million because you were that fucking dumb. You didn't need to touch her. There was no reason to touch her. And if you thought falling into somebody and grabbing their ass is a way to pick up somebody, you're stupid. I wish that it had a better term to say that you're stupid, but you're just fucking stupid and you don't even deserve the thought process of somebody creating a word that's longer than stupid to explain just how fucking dumb you are. And then you had the nerve to get upset at her for saying, don't touch my body. So you know what? I would love it if somebody came up to you and fell into you and grabbed your dick. Like, grab a whole full handful of your balls just to say, oh, I'm sorry, but you're beautiful. Really? Like, I I just don't get that one. Don't understand it. And you two are just stupid. You look like you rolled out of bed in the middle of the night and then took a bath in your toilet with the blue water. Like, they had that blue thing that makes the water blue. I know what they are, I just don't know the name of them right now. But you look like you took a bath in that, then sprayed yourself with dog shit, and on top of that, brushed your teeth with formaldehyde. Like, come on. No matter if you looked good or you looked the way that you look, it's still unacceptable to do what you did to any person or woman in this world. Disgusting. Gross. That's all that I can say about you. You are terrible people. And I really, really hope that you have the worst stomach ache of your life one day when you cannot get home and relax. Or I hope that you shit on yourselves. Like, that's it. Shit on yourselves in public. I hope that you do that. That is what I hope for you too, you dumb fucks. Okay, I'm done. (sighs) I had to get that out. That was one that was bothering me. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I can't believe that already this much time has passed. It literally feels like I just started recording. Um, Damn it, I said it again. Fuck. (laughs) I will kick myself of this habit of literally. But uh, thank you guys for listening. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, If you like the show, please, again, share it and rate the show. If you don't like the show, 
share it and rate it still. Pass it to people and say, oh, listen to this dumb dude just talking away. I'm okay with that. But share it and like it. Those are the only things that I ask. Um, share it and rate it. I'm sorry, not like it, but share it and rate it. Um, if you want to contribute to the show, of course, you can go ahead and reach me on the social medias, which now there is a central page called Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy on Facebook. On Instagram, you can search Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy as well, or search for Andrew Shepard on Facebook and Twitter. If you happen to be on Vero, go ahead and reach out to me there. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Um, just reach out to me on Vero. Andrew Shepard is who I am. Um, on Twitter, AJ Vandertunt. And just on any platform, you can reach me by just searching the hashtag LGBB. That's L is in lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy. Search hashtag LGBB and you will find me. Um, if you'd like to contribute to this show by email, Send your email over to lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. And I will definitely check you out. I will read what you have to say. But if you are cursing me out and use more than 16 curse words, I'll stop. I shan't be reading that. <laughs> um... But if you want to remain anonymous, I will keep you anonymous and you do not have to say your name. I will make up a name for you. Also, if you are listening on Anchor, if you are on the Anchor platform, you can send me a voice message, record it, send it, and I can play it on the show so you can hear your own voice and everybody else can hear it. You can be whiny and nasally with me and I appreciate it. Um... But that's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Our ending quote... It's going to come from a man by the name of Andrew Shepard. And it's just one that I just made up. But being weird is normality taking a lunch break. Staying weird is hugging yourself with tacos that have been smothered in peanut butter. Yum. Have a great weekend, y'all.